Hey there, this is Erica Belvin with our latest podcast of Her Digital Empire. This week, I'm actually interviewing Elizabeth Molina, a beauty guru, influencer, and founder of themolinaglow.com. Elizabeth is a model on a mission and a TEDx speaker. Elizabeth's personal story of survival has led her to become a catalyst to help people redefine the why surrounding beauty practices. Elizabeth will help you find and uncover the reasons behind your beauty choices. Her practices will help you discover your true self and reignite your zest for life. I was so, so, so excited to talk to Elizabeth today because she is just like basically, I don't know, like my twin flame or something. (laughs) Her story is just so amazing. It's very, very rare that I come across people with a story like hers and how she has just overcome so much all the way to being asked to be a TEDx speaker. You have got to listen to this interview. I'm so excited to give it to you today. super excited to chat with you today because, uh, you know, meeting you on Clubhouse the other day was just like amazing because I was like, gosh, this girl is like, she like knows everything about sales. But, and by the way, the sales thing is super underrated because like, I can't tell you that's like the number one thing people struggle with. It's just so hard, you know? Um, but you know, when I checked you out and I saw like the Ted talks and everything, and I saw just everything that you've accomplished. And we talked about your story. I was like, I have just got to get her on. Cause she's like so inspiring. Oh, thank you. Yeah, of course. So, um, you know, speaking of the story, you know, I'd love for you to to tell it because that's something that uh, our followers and our listeners and everything really just kind of mesh with. They all are coming from nothing and becoming something. And that's really why they follow me too. And so talk to me about that. Um, and you can be as candid as you want. Oh God, which story, which story, right? Like there's so many stories. Um, I can talk about the Ted story a little bit. Um, I mean, give me some guidance here. Like how you got started, you know, like you were telling me about how, um, you know, you had kind of like a, even getting started into the beauty and and everything and how, you know, you had kind of like a a stressful start and you had to come back from that and, and get out of it. Totally, totally. So, Oh man, that, that's, that's a funny story. So many stories in that, but you know, I I think in terms of starting in the business and in in the beauty industry, I came from a background in pharma and I was a model all my life. So it was like, okay, first of all, to get into pharma, that was already like, oh, she must be an airhead. Right. And then they're like, nope, I have a science degree guys degree. And then, so that's why I got the job and being pretty was a plus. And that's why I'm like bomb in sales. I love sales. I think maybe I should be a sales coach or something. (laughs) Um, So yeah, so then I got it. I didn't, you know, it didn't fulfill me being in pharma. Like I excelled. It literally felt like I wasn't doing much. And I was like the number one salesperson in the country. Right. Mm -hmm. And it was like, this is like a breeze. And then I'm like, I really love beauty. Beauty has always been a passion of mine since I was little, especially coming from a Latina background where beauty is a main focus for us as females. Our appearance matters. Like, um, you know, so look at, look at, you know, it's like (laughs) (laughs) late night shows watching with my grandma. It's like my grandma was like, you should grow up and and be one of those girls. Yeah, the pressure is on, like, you you know, the trends now are happening, like the Kim Kardashians, right? Like that, that's kind of been our norm growing up, I think, for, I don't want to say hundreds of years, but like, in the Latino community, that that is not a new look, that is 
that is like our normal look, right? So like now people discovered Kim Kardashian and they're like, oh my, and nothing against her. I love her and her body shape and what she's doing. But um, yeah, so just growing up in that way. So obviously beauty comes as no secret that I love it. And I'm like, oh, I, find, I feel very passionate. I have so much information on beauty. Let me, be, let me get into the beauty space. And then people have doubts. They're like, oh, you're just a pretty face. What are you going to offer me? Or you're in pharma. What are you talking about? So like just getting started was really hard because having like no following whatsoever in the beauty space, it's like, what are you going to do, girlfriend? Right. You're already pretty. You don't even know the struggle. How are you going to help me with my acne? How are you going to make my skin better? You were, your skin was always great. And so I opened up with my clients. Actually, no, I would show them, I think maybe after this podcast, I might like post like a before of my acne that I had that no one's ever seen. Totally. So look out for that. <laughs> okay. um, yeah. And so I would have to show like all my private clients, they've seen my, my pictures on my phone and just building from nothing, just being confident um, in what I was doing. Believing in myself was really number one. So the story that I like to tell is that I started off with like literally free services, which is not a way to go because you are wasting product. Uh, they're not paying you back. They feel like they're doing you a favor when really it's the opposite way. So, I mean, that's how I started from nothing and just really started to believe in myself and say, hey, I, I can no longer give you free facials because there's not an exchange here. There's nothing really happening or for my beauty services. So I started from nothing and then just started being, being firm on my prices, getting on um, all these different apps and figuring out ways of marketing to sell and really get to my client. And I started, you know, using my strong points in pharma. I'm saying, hey, this is a business. Like, forget about the emotional part of it. This is a business. How can I scale this? And I started putting that into practice and targeting my, mark, my niche people in my area and then it just kind of spread like wildfire word to mouth. I'm like, hey, I was a model. I actually know people. Let me start calling them and saying, hey, I offer XYZ. Would you be interested? And do you remember how my face was when I would cover it up with foundation? Well, look at my face now. And they're like, holy shit. Can I curse on here? Oh, yeah, you're fine. <laughs> oh, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, okay, let me be mindful. So they're like, oh my gosh, what are you doing? And so that was a game changer for me, just pulling into my contacts, like really thinking, like going through my phone book and saying, okay, who do I know? And who would find benefit of this? And then I think for me, it was, it was especially different than most people, but I had those contacts to call on and I wasn't afraid. I also got so many more people from them sharing on their social medias, even if it was just on a story really quickly because they didn't want to share their secrets. Yeah. Um, I would get like a ton of more people following me and then I would get people that they've worked for, like maybe fashion designers would say, hey, I saw what you did with this girl's face. Can you come to my house? Like I have a fashion show tomorrow and it's fashion week and I need your help. And I'm like, I'm there 8 p.m. at night. 5 a.m. in the morning before everybody started working in the fashion industry. So that's really how I found my, my tribe and just not being afraid. I, like, also, I didn't have a choice. <laughs> I'm like, I'm, I need to do it. So like, I think when you're cornered, that's, that's uh, a great start. So that's a little bit about how I went in terms of the beauty. I mean, I can talk to you about all the other things and that's a whole nother podcast, part 10. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, and to talking to you and stuff and even just hearing all this, you know, like you're, it's like, you're an overcomer, you are a problem solver. And this is like one of the things that I, I talk about constantly is, you know, you're as successful as, you know, the amount of problems that you're solving and you just know how to pivot. And, um, you know, can you give any advice to, um, the listeners who are really struggling to overcome, like, like a negative situation or, um, you know, trying to come out of COVID or um, trying to just do what you did. Because like you're saying, even like making the right choices with not giving away free work and choosing to do something else, which caused you to go down a different path. Like if you were to give some advice, what would you say? Oh my gosh, this is the best question ever. Um, it's going to sound so cheesy because the best advice usually does, and you're like, have those aha moments. I would say just, first of all, be yourself, be authentic. And by that, I mean, show up as you, 
Like I think for myself, that's another piece of my recipe is that I was always hiding behind maybe who I was or who I wasn't. And people didn't really understand my vibe, didn't understand what I was about. As soon as I started like owning myself and my self-worth, oh my God, things changed overnight. Like I'm telling you, me posting something about like someone stealing my packages on from Amazon and then like they chucked it back in my house because I ordered yarn and they, they didn't want it. So like, <laughs> so like stupid things like that. I got so many more people like responding saying, oh my God, I actually like your brand. I, did, I didn't know that you like did all this stuff. You're such a cool brand as a person. You're cooking, you're cleaning, you're being a boss babe over here. You're doing all this beauty stuff, consulting, you're a TEDx speaker. Oh my God. And you're like my idol. And I'm like, oh my gosh, really? They're like, yeah, like now I can relate to you. I'm like, really? It only took me sharing that someone that I, first of all, I ordered yarn. Second of all, someone stole it and chucked it back in my house. Like literally they so ripped is it, the packages. Is it like a relating thing? Like, like, cause you're more human and then you're also doing yeah. stuff? Oh. 100%. So, so that's my advice. Just showing people your humanity and that you're a person, I think that's how you really build relationships in business. People want to see the person and not the, the business pusher, especially after the pandemic. You know this. Yes, right, right, absolutely. It's funny too, because like, um, so like we're really similar. Um, I, I have a background in modeling and also in sales. Um, so <laughs> very similar. <laughs> Um, and it's so funny cause like I relate so much to what you were saying about modeling and stuff. It's funny though. I, instead of, um, like doing what you did, I actually applied it to branding. So because of the modeling, I have so many, like my, my, my network is so big too, where I have so many successful like photographers and yeah. people in my life where like, I knew so much already. I was able to say, no, your photos are not on point. This is not on point. This doesn't look good. And I was able to kind of pull from that and, you know, help people. Basically I learned how to make people bigger than they were because like as a model, you know, I, before I got like a manager and stuff, I was doing all my own PR. So you, even though you're sitting there behind the computer yourself and you're going to gigs that you're not getting jobs for and things like that. Um, you know, you still have to make yourself look big. (laughs) (laughs) So (laughs) I learned how to like, you know, make myself look bigger than I was. And that's what I think, why I think like branding came so easy to me. So it's like funny that you say that. And then, um, to, you know, you're saying like just being normal and stuff. And it's so funny because for the longest time, I actually, I talk about this all the time. I hid from being in front of the camera after I stopped modeling and stuff and started getting into branding. Cause I was actually like embarrassed by it because you go from like taking pictures um, on red carpets at premieres. Yeah. To now you're like, you know, doing branding for beauty industry, like salon owners and stuff. And I was just like, I didn't feel like, myself. And it was like, not until that I started owning that and just being like, somebody had to tell me like, Erica, you know, that's, that's a big deal. It's a big deal because as much as I, as a model, I I felt like I looked big and I was so caught in this looking big. It's not like I was making six figures, you know, I made six figures from the branding. And so I had to learn like how to reinvent myself because, you know, Mm -hmm. it was, but I, I prefer my life now than before, but you know, just being okay with yourself and being okay to put that kind of stuff out there. Like I would have never, you're talking about putting a picture on your, like a, your acne. And I, I would have been, I would have never done something like that or even That's like, why I never did. <laughs> right. It's embarrassing because like you said, and I think it comes to like the whole being Latina thing. I mean, I grew up watching, you know, novellas and all the, you know, like I said, the, the game show stuff late at night, my grandma and stuff. And like every woman's perfect, has a perfect body. Every woman's beautiful. Yeah. Um, and, and too, even here, like in America with regular TV and stuff, like you said, the Kardashians and stuff, it's like, there's so much pressure today. I was taking my kid to school and she, she goes to a Catholic school and she didn't want to wear her vest. She wanted her little sweater. And she was telling me, oh, the boys are going to, going to think I look ugly. And I was like, no, you're six. (laughs) Don't say that. (laughs) And it's scary. It's like, it's getting, you know, we're younger and younger and younger. These kids are seeing it. And it's just, it's true. Like you have to just be yourself, right? Because that's what people connect with the most, because we're all thinking the same thing. We're all thinking, you know, 
oh, I don't want to put myself out there and look like that, <laughs> you know, because of like the influencers and all that stuff. Did yeah. you, did you consider when you, were you modeling and stuff at the time the influencer stuff was big or were you before that? Cause I was before that. I was, I was before that. So I started at five. Oh, wow. Years okay. old. <laughs> as a kid model out all the way up right yeah yes yeah wow and, okay. yeah so I want to just talk you said something that was so cool yeah um you said and, and I'm hearing like the ego and I just brought me back to when I started in beauty mm-hmm. um you know how hard it was for me to go and give a facial to my friends right that I worked with that I was making a lot of money with or better yet I was making about a hundred K every three months only on commission with my pharma job to make maybe $200 on tips because I was doing free stuff. Do you know how hard that was on my ego? Oh my gosh. I got to swallow my pride, go into my friend's homes, like beautiful homes that I've been there as a guest that had sleepovers, had a great time with my little kid coming in there, setting up and like, it was just such an ego death of my ego <laughs> that I, I just want to say like, but once you get past it, yes, it's a game changer. I, yeah, it's, you know, I can't even tell you just like how many, like my model friends um, who are now on like E and stuff and I've done their branding yeah. and I'm like, oh my God, I'm doing their branding. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like I <laughs> I, I think it's going from in front of the camera to kind of behind it. But just because you go behind it for a little while to build that foundation doesn't mean that you won't be back in front, you know? 100%. Yeah. Like, yeah, exactly. Like, like I said, like the real estate agents and stuff, they're all on TV now. I mean, there's, they're just making TV shows out of anything now. Like you can still be in entertainment, right? Yes. 100%. Um, yes. Um, so, so, and we were talking to on um, clubhouse, especially too. So like, so really quickly, like, who have you worked with? Like, just out of all of this, do you have anybody like that you like to talk about that you've worked with or give us an idea, give us like a, maybe Victoria's Secret Models, maybe Victoria's Secret Models, maybe NFL players. Okay. Um, yeah. And these are like New York celebrities, mostly like New York celebrities and stuff. Kind of. You know, before pre-COVID, people were traveling. So LA, um, LA. Florida, New York those three. Nice. That's as much as I'm going to give away. (laughs) Perfect. Perfect. That's good enough. I think everybody's got an idea. You know, there's a difference too, like with the New York and, and Los Angeles. And so people, huge. Yes. Um, I'm actually more, I, well, obviously in San Diego. So I'm, I, I get the Los Angeles a lot. Um, but the New York, I I've actually meshed with a lot of people in New York that are just amazing people. And, it's amazing too, because you'll you'll go to like one of these premiere parties or something out there and you think, oh my gosh, I saw this person on TV. They're probably gonna think like, I don't want to talk to this person. Who is this person? But yeah. everybody is like in networking mode out there. It's like yeah. it, they don't care, right? They're like, who are you? <laughs> um, you know, and I remember like I remember hanging out, I I forget what party it was, but I was hanging out and sitting down. I'll never forget this. And one of the girls from um Victoria's, or, or not Victoria's Secret, um, America's Next Top Model. She was one of like the semi-finalists or something. And she came up to me and it was like eyes beaming, like, who are you? Tell, give me your number. Let's talk. Yeah. You know, and it was like, <laughs> I was so impressed with like the networking skills of these, these people, you know, and it's very different in LA. In LA, it's like, it's snubby. It's snubby. Yeah, I hear that a lot. But New York, we're just like, who are you? What do you do? Let's be besties. I like your vibe. I like what you're wearing. I like what you're yes. drinking. I like your food. Like we would walk by the restaurant and be like, oh, what are you having? Can, is it good? Do you like it? On the way to the yeah. restaurant. And then like the person, yeah, it's so good. You should totally order it. And then we're like, I'll have what she's having. And yeah, we're, we, we get this rat, bad rap for being like mean. But right. I don't know. I don't right. know. I think like maybe just like in the streets or whatever, you know, like, cause people just straight up in, in New York. Yes. I think we're blunt, but I think it is cause we're such a fast paced society. Like we speed walk, you'll know a New Yorker in LA or, or Miami when I've gone all the time, they're like, why are you running? I'm like, I'm just walking. Like, totally. We, we just walk fast. We talk fast. Like we don't have time 
You know, everything is open 24 hours. Mm -hmm. Even during COVID, things are still open 24 hours. And obviously it's a little different, but we are just like, tell me who you are, dude. Cause we're so, we're so many condensed. We just want to know, like, are you my people? Let's hang out. What's up? No, next. Okay. <laughs> like speed right. dating. I actually like that better than like, they say like the West coast, we're so laid back, we're chill or whatever. But like I said, it's, there's a lot more ego, right? Like everybody comes out here and it's, it's not so much, it, it's almost like we have like, we're business too, but we're like, you know, not laid back about it or we're, we're super laid back about it. So we don't really care about meeting as much as like how, this is my experience anyway, in, in New York. Yeah. You know, in New York, it's like, what can I do? How fast can I do it? You know, yeah. um, definitely. Um, so, so let's go back to, uh, you know, your sales, because that was something that, you know, I was like, whoa, she knows so much. So um, when it comes to like your business and stuff, what do you, what do you consider to be like your strengths and sales? Like, what do you use, um, you know, on a day-to-day basis, do you use like email marketing? Are you more like lives and stuff? Or do you have like do funnels with landing pages and all that? Oh my gosh. So much of that. So right now I'm currently working on virtual beauty stuff. So that's why I like I, a lot of my attention has gone on there. So my social media hasn't been there. My presence, I, I try to post things, but I'm not really there because I'm really working on some really fun things on the back end. So it's a combination of all of that email funneling lives, um, doing some webinars with people in the industry who will like spread and that's basically how I do it um, in terms of my sales but for me it goes beyond all the metrics Mm -hmm. of what you can get through apps and websites and all these different tools and there's so many by the way which you are like that's your jam Um, for me my jam is really getting to my consumer and, and that's where I thrive in sales. And I think people forget about the pieces. There are a lot of people, and I'm sure you have them and as clients and you know about them, you mentor them, you talk to them, where they're like, I have the email funnels. I have the, the, all the stuff connected. I have, I'm doing all the things and I just don't see it. And because there's something lacking there, which is the personality, which is the vibe, the energy, which is like knowing who your avatar is. Who are you selling to? Do they want to buy your stuff? Um, and even if they may not want to buy what you're selling because they like you, they want to support you and they'll buy what you're selling. So right. I think people are forgetting that, um, especially today where everyone has some sort of course, something that they're offering, they just want to put it out there and they're forgetting that like you're putting it out there, but there's so much stuff out there. People are just, people are buying stuff because they like you, mm-hmm. not your, your magnet, not your course, not your class, your master class, like you know, not your product, it's you. So I think people are forgetting that. So that's where I excel. Like I know my client, I can tell you her name. I can tell you what she drinks. I can tell you the kind of underwear she buys. I can tell you that like, I can tell you crazy things about this avatar of mine. And those are my clients. And do you like, when it comes to your funnel, do you like old school selling where you're direct to the person or do you like the funnel, you know, with the videos and they can- I like the combination. Okay. I think if we've learned something from the, from 2020 is that um, I think I used to, I always love engaging with people. I think you can tell I love speaking. I just love being connecting with people. I really do love it. I think that's what I miss the most about like doing the pharma part. Cause I got to meet so many people on a daily basis and it really fills my heart and my cup. Um, so I want to say if we learned something in 2020 is that, I think a combination is good having a presence like I mentioned just getting to your community and having that like nurturing your following on whatever platform that may be and then the digital aspect like now you can go worldwide different right. time zones right and so that's where you are like really being expanding your business where like as before I would be on one-on-one client and now I could have 30 clients in that hour which is insane right or I could teach a course and in English, but now I could teach it in English, Spanish, Russian, French, and Portuguese. Mm-hmm. And that's a whole nother animal. So that's to answer your question. I know you're like, what systems, but like, that's my system. No, no, it's, no, it's true. Like, um, it's funny. Cause I, for me, like I've had, cause I, I think when I got into online marketing too and stuff, I had this idea that, 
it was passive, this passive machine I was going to build. And I thought that one day I'd be able to walk away from it. And um, it's just, it's kind of like, not really, like people think passive income is this thing that you're going to be not even focused on. Look at even like, like CEOs, like Jeff Bezos and stuff. He's still in his business every day, even though you're not, you know, uh, maybe directly making that dollar because it came in because of your funnel, you're still doing something else. Like you were saying, like, like doing the, the, the videos of you, um, like you're doing a video of yoga, right. Uh, you yeah. doing yoga on Instagram, that's still content, right. So that kind of never ends if never. Right. So, um, yeah, I totally agree with that. That's funny. Um, so, uh, you know, for those who are like struggling with this and, and sales, cause I believe like, in my opinion, sales is building a muscle. Um, and it's really kind of getting numb to rejection and getting, you know, memorizing those, uh, those objections, like what to say and things like that. So like what, in your opinion, what's the best way to really like get over that hump and get, um, very good, very fast, you know, do you recommend courses, books, doing something specific? Oh my God, all the above. Um, but I, my number one tip is definitely be prepared because when you have knowledge, you're confident. Like no one can take that. Away. You know, like, you know, the sky is blue and you're, and if I tell you, guess what? I think it's pink. You're going to be like, uh, sweetie, I think it's blue. Let's talk about maybe taking you to the eye doctor. I think we need to help you because I know that it's blue. I'm staring at it right now. And everyone here can tell you that it's blue because you're confident that you know this fact. So I think first being educated on whatever it is that you're selling or that you're pitching or that you're doing that, you know, everything that no one is going to come and say, Erica, guess what? It's freaking orange. You're like, Oh, that might, might be sunset. You're like, what time, where are you? <laughs> right? right. So, so that you're, you know what you're talking about. That's number one. Number two, obviously um, changing your mindset. People talk about this all the time and it's like really getting annoying mindset, mindset coach and all this beautiful unicorn love and rainbows kind of stuff, but really changing your mindset. I challenge everyone to, take rejection as not as personal. They're not rejecting you as a person, they're rejecting the product. And that just leaves you room for growth. Okay, how can I change my, uh, my PR page? How can I change my press page? What am I doing wrong? Maybe it's not, you know, uh, I don't know, converting correctly, the color scheme is off. And so I think that's a really big thing. Like maybe what you like, right, is not what the audience likes like you make like a different color scheme and then you figure out that oh my clients actually like pink right. or light pink right like so that's a thing so just really knowing who your audience is and really taking rejection not personally and it takes a it takes a lot of muscle that's like muscle. I'm not gonna lie it's I've I've cried me too I've cried. <laughs> like I got in the car after I got rejected because I here I am so happy I'm like hi my name is Elizabeth Molina la 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 here's my my pitch um, when this is, you know, how I, I started in pharma. So it was a lot of live, which is actually, I feel like a little worse because <laughs> uh-huh. um, you're getting rejected live. And then I really remember just like holding in my breath and saying, thank you so much. I really appreciate your time and running to the car and just bawling. Right. right. Bawling, but like my, I was, so, I don't even sweat. And my whole like shirt was drenched in sweat. That's how nervous and upset and scared I was. It was a muscle that I built. I go into the gym. So every day I would challenge every single person who's listening, get reject, call somebody who, you know, and like pitch something that's really wild and crazy that, you know, that they're not going to like, and like, start just laughing with it. Like, I don't know, even to your kid, like, Hey, like let's have Brussels sprouts for breakfast with like pancakes and they're going to be like, Oh, I don't want that. And you're like, why not? Like just start changing your mindset into like asking people ridiculous things where like when you actually hear a no for something that's like not ridiculous, it's your product, but it's not you, right? It's the product that you right. can laugh and be like, okay, what do you think I should improve? Or what, what would make you buy this? Or like, what, have, what are you getting? Like, what value are you not getting here? Maybe I should improve. I would love to bring you in on my team and help me, like, if you have time. So just for me, it's just a mindset, but it's, it's a freaking muscle that's so hard to build. So hard. I think what I noticed too about you, like you had a similar sales style um, 
because I've, I mean, I've done, I've been in sales. I've been, I've actually had like sales jobs. And I've also, I mean, as even being like a bartender, you're selling, you're upselling, you need to hit, you have a sales goal every day. It's as simple as that. And you have to hit it. Um, and so the thing that like I noticed about when you were talking, especially to live in clubhouse, um, to some girls who were asking, you actually have the same, um, sales style as me, which is you educate to sell. Yeah. So you're, you give a recommendation and you say, this is what I recommend. This is what I prefer to do. This is the best. And that's where I would, I would come at it like with confidence. And yes. I, it's like, a, they almost always took my advice because it was advice. Right. Yes. And, I, and I think like it works really well for women because like as women, I know we always like to say, Oh, we can be equal to men, but we have our own strengths. Yes. And I think one of the things that like, being a woman and is that we can be stronger um, because we're so, we're naturally softer, you know, and it doesn't come off so strong. So we can say, look, this is what I think. This is, you know, this is, for instance, like if you're selling a beauty product, um, like you were saying, like, this is what I think. This is going to do the, the best thing for your face because you have this type of skin and, you know, and then add this one on too. And these two together three times night or three times weekly is going to be exactly what you need. Yeah. If you come from that, you know, from that, um, place with confidence. That's what you were saying. Um, yeah, yeah that's what I was saying. Yeah. I was, right. I was saying, yeah. Educating for sure. And just like I, I, I mentioned in that, I think you, I think that's the, the room you were talking about the beauty room and really just, uh, I think people were asking me like, how do you sell products to the clients that are coming in? And obviously the first thing I always say is first assess your client, right. For the first five minutes. And I'm sure when you do onboarding, with your with your marketing you assess your client okay where are you what do you want who do you like what are you, what, are, what is your like ideal accounts that you like to you know emulate or that you look up to like you there's an assessment mm-hmm. so that you can say oh by the way okay let's figure out how to get you there and this is how you do it because that's what you said like when you're really great at taking pictures you could look at a picture and say oh let's let's change the angle let's see let's look a little taller or let's look a little whatever so that's you know how would you know if you didn't try so um definitely my whole thing is assessing um then providing the education and then providing the solution and that's that's not just for beauty that's for everything like in every single business you will not meet a doctor when you go to the doctor's office What's the first thing you do? You fill out, why are you here? <laughs> how, can I, how, how can we help you? What are your symptoms? What are you feeling? What are you experiencing? And then the doctor comes in, he educates you on your symptoms and then he tells you what it could be. And he tells you, here's the prescription if you need one if, if, or, or if you don't. So this same model applies to every single thing, not just beauty, marketing, doctors, like in any single business, it's the same model um, for anyone who's actually making a difference and impacting their clients' lives. Right. Okay. Um, I, I, yeah, in my opinion, like that to me is, especially if you're brand new, like it's a softer way of going at it where you're not going head on and you know, you're asking these strong closing questions, which I felt like it took me a long time to get there, you know, um, where it was just like a yes or yes, you know? (laughs) Um, (laughs) and then you gotta wait, you gotta sit there and wait. (laughs) So you're not, you know, it's so awkward in the beginning. So that, in my opinion, that's like the best way. And it's, it's honest. Cause like you said, if you actually believe in what you're selling and you truly think it works, it's not selling at that point. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that's passion. Exactly. If you're passionate about it, you're gonna like. I'm sure everyone has a product that they've had, and and I talk about products because like I am the beauty guru, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so like if you, I'm sure you've had like you've had some kind of product in your life that you're like, oh my god, calling your mom, your sister, your cousin, telling your boyfriend, your partner, your husband, like all these people that you know, and you're like, oh my god, did you know? this product is freaking amazing. You need to buy, I'm going to buy one for you. Actually. I, it's so good. I want like, that is passion. And so when you have that, you, that's like the, I, I feel like for me, at least 60, 70% of your business is passion. And if you're not passionate about it, it's going to come through on every front, on your pictures, on your face, on your tone, through your funnels, through your marketing, through your newsletters. No one's going to, no one's going to open it. Absolutely. I, I, I actually hundred percent agree about that. Um, so as far as like, is there anything that when you were, you know, even with pharma or anything, um, is there anything that like stands out to you in your growth, um, in sales and stuff that you were like, 
man, they just don't teach this. Like, like anything that you, you consider to be like a sales secret or something that you kind of use in your arsenal. Oh my God. I just want to say, I, this is like my biggest secret in life, not just in sales. And I can't believe I'm going to share it with you, but I will. (laughs) It must come out. Right. Um, just treat everyone like they are the same as you, how you would want to be treated. Um, like I'm talking about from the janitor to the guy picking up the trash to like the president of the company, the president of the United States, like the supermodel, like they're people, they're just like you. And so that's been my success secret on all my different platforms that I've had an opportunity to be in. And that's just it. Like even with the doctors, it's intimidating. I have been with like top surgeons and like presidents of boards for the state of New York. And I'm just like, what am I doing here? And then I'm like, no, there are people, I'm a person. And when you relate to them on that level, that connection and the same goes for clients. Now we're in a digital space. It's the same thing. How are you, how are you doing? How's your day? If you're having a webinar, you know, give yourself five minutes of grace to say, Hey, good morning. I'm Elizabeth. I'm, I'm having matcha green tea today. Like, what are you guys having for breakfast? Like just relate, just bring yourself back to level and, and treat everyone the same way. And the impact that you have will be monumental. Amazing. Um, and you know, so especially too, since you, you offer coaching as well, right? Yes. So talk to me about that. So like what, what, kind of coaching do you offer? What do you specialize in? So I, I had, well, I offer many different kinds of services, but something that I am passionate about and that I'm opening up uh, pretty soon is like coaching for beauty professionals who want to really grow their business, grow their brand um, and pivot during right now. Like so many beauty professionals and people in the industry are suffering because it is not deemed to be a essential business right like getting a facial is not essential for society today in 2020 and 2021 so i wanted to be of service to the people in the beauty industry who are struggling hairdressers nail techs people who have um estheticians uh people who do permanent makeup um so i really wanted to to really focus on helping them this year grow their business and pivot uh because there's a huge gap in the industry and by the way it's a trillion dollar industry so it's not going away anytime soon. And then I do like other coaching in terms of like women empowerment and just helping you be the best version of yourself, being that I did a TEDx and I talk about my struggles um, with my uh, situation at the time. I'll quickly like try to say it as quickly as possible. I was uh, 16 years old, I was engaged. I was married at 18 to someone who was 18 years my senior. I was divorced at 21, but before that divorce, Um, I wanted to be independent, go to school. And being that he was an older guy from a very traditional home, like background, he didn't want that for me. So he decided to kidnap me to another country and keep me there for six months. And so I was able to come back, escape with my baby Mm -hmm. and leave with $25 and grow this empire all by myself with no help because everyone turned their backs on me. So I want to give women the opportunity to say, here, I survived this horrible, horrific situation and I was able to come back from it and here's how I did it. And I want to help you do the same thing for yourself. So that's really my main bread and butter where I help women. And I'm talking about not just regular women, all kinds of women. We all have a freaking story, right? Like there's not one person who doesn't have one. So I work with my clients and some of them are big names who have a story to share and they never knew how to share it and so because I shared my story and I was vulnerable they're like you're a badass dude I want to work with you like if you freaking did that with a baby and you're standing here in front of me and you went through all of that like I need to know what you were drinking what you were doing because I need to do that and so that's really my bread and butter and let me stop you right there because it's so interesting so um another thing like that we have in common because yeah. I've, I had a crazy childhood too. Um, childhood for me, I, I didn't escape or <laughs> I didn't <laughs> anything in my twenties, but, um, you know, for me too, like 
I, that was actually one of the things that, I mean, I just recently, because I, it's like the, the growing of my business made me kind of forced me to have to like Mm -hmm. put this out there, but like, I've always been so private and like not wanting to put myself out there. Like, did you always feel that way? Or did you feel like you could just talk about it? Like been through? No, Uh, first of all, I want to preface. I came from a Spanish like my parents were immigrants and I don't know if anyone else can relate or you can relate, but we, we are very conservative people. We're you do family. not talk oh, about yeah. the problems. Yeah. yeah. You do not share. You do not tell your family. Like it's, a sh- everything is shameful. Yes. Don't say anything. Be quiet. Don't let her know. It's fine. We'll like, just sh- wrap it. Like be quiet. Don't talk. That's like don't. Probably don't where it came from for me. <laughs> So we are taught from like very little as from being from our backgrounds to like not talk about this. Just move on. You're strong. Don't worry about it. Like, so like, that's not good for for us in the future. Right. Like eventually like the lid will pop. So for me, it took me about my daughter's going to be 17 in June. So it took me 16 years, 16 years. You, I mean, obviously like a few people knew about what happened uh-huh. Because knowing me for so long but not many people did and they're like what's so special about her and they're like you don't even know like one day she's gonna open her mouth and be ready to speak I did a lot of work on myself don't get me wrong I went to therapists I had many coaches I spent so much money on healing myself so that I could heal other women and just give them the opportunity so it took me 16 years I'll say that again 16 years to talk about it I so I spoke about it in October and it's going to be out in a couple of days or weeks yes um, TEDx right that's where everybody TEDx, yeah. yeah and it's called um makeup or war paint you decide so it's basically we're talking about beauty yeah or beauty and makeup like really becoming it's like a mask that we wear and that's a whole nother conversation because yes. I'm into beauty but it's so it, so it took me that long Erica that long to have the balls and not the shame to say I shouldn't be ashamed of being a fucking rock star right this is not a shame right I it's it's and I'm still in it just so you know like I'm still like I oh sometimes I watch my videos and I'm like I can never watch that again I don't (laughs) want to hear myself talking about myself like that and it's it's so crazy because like you know for me like I don't, I, I don't, it must be from what you were saying because, and, and too, being a kid, I mean, you know, if people heard my story or what I was going through at the time um, and they couldn't relate to it, it was, I, it wasn't always accepted, you know? And so you kind of grew up thinking, I'm, I'm not going to complain. I'm just going to yeah. let it roll off. And uh-huh. so it, it's like a negative thing for you and you don't want to put it out there because people will judge you. I feel judged. Like if, <laughs> when I put it out there, but it's so important because there's so many people who, you know, they've gone through what you've gone through, or maybe they've gone through less than what you've gone through. And they need to see that you've gone through that and you overcame so that they know they can overcome. And it's just, it's your story. And and why be ashamed? Why be ashamed that you went through this situation? You know, it's, it's, it's life, right? I mean, it's crazy. Um, You know, do you still feel like, are there people in your life currently who, and you don't have to be specific, but um, who, where you still kind of like come up against this and, and they tell you, no, 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 shush, shush, or every, oh, everybody's. Oh God. Everyone. So yeah. my boyfriend during this process, I love him. He's amazing. He's great. But like he, you know, he obviously wanted me to have a voice and share, but there was a part of him that was like, you don't really need to talk about this. Like this could hurt your brand. Like, yeah. and I'm like, if it does, so what? Like, I'm ready to yeah. share. And I shouldn't be ashamed of something that happened to me. I didn't cause this. I didn't kidnap myself. <laughs> I didn't do this, right? Like, it was done to me. So I should not be ashamed. I should be proud. And you should be proud that I was able to overcome that with the tools that I have been given in life. And I'm here setting a great example for my daughter, for you, for your friends, for your family. Like, and if they can't see that, then maybe they need to do some work on themselves. But like, I need to stand in my power and empower other people, other women who, like you said, could be in a similar situation or even in a different situation, which is, I've done a lot of that. And they can see, oh my God, okay, this girl 
did that with $25 and a baby and no help. Mm -hmm. I have a job at least. Okay. I can do this thing. Like if she did it, like there has to be a way. Right. And like, how did she do that? Let's figure it out because so that's my goal. And I, and I, and I was specific when I mentioned my boyfriend, but not just him, but so many people, like even some people in my family who didn't know the story completely, like they did see me come back. Like I was very emaciated when I come back, I was 103 pounds. My body fat percentage was, I think 3% at the time. I didn't even have a period. That's how skinny I was. Cause I was God. being starved and all this other stuff that I'm not going to go into right now. But, um, so the few of them that knew something was kind of like up, but they didn't really ask because also you don't ask, right? Like you don't ask, you don't want to know, you want to get involved. They're like, are you sure that's the story you want to tell? You have so many other stories to talk about your accomplishments, all your degrees, all the languages that you speak. I think you should. And I'm like, no, I don't want to talk about that. Like people get to know me, they can get to know me, but this is my story. So I think, 95% of the people in my life were against it. Oh, wow. Yeah. I, I, I'm not even surprised because it's the same, especially with me. Um, and it's, it's crazy because it's, 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 there's like a feeling of shame there for, you know, it's like, it should be even more exciting to talk about that stuff because what you accomplished and the things you just mentioned that are still accomplishments on their own, but you know, had you not had this thing that happened to you, they're that much more like amazing because you came from where you came from and what, and you went, you, you know, you went through all this stuff and it's just one of those things that I think like, it's very important nowadays, I think to hear, you know, not hear the politician story, you know, the perfect, (laughs) like, (laughs) like, you know, story like, Oh yes, I went to, (laughs) went to, I was a model as a kid. And then, you know, fast forward 25 years where I am. (laughs) Yeah, right. That's what, that's how I see it. I'm glad that we're on the same page. And I, yeah, I I think, I think that there's just a mind shift that we're not really seeing the value in it yet. But like Oprah said, she made the most money. If she knew that she can make so much money off of her vulnerability, she would have done it sooner. Right. Oh, yes. Oh my God. I didn't even know she said that. That's amazing. Yeah, not until she um, shared her story, I'm sure all of us know her story by now, um, that she started getting offers and she started growing as a brand because it was like, okay, she's a great interviewer. She's really educated. She's such, she's really engaging. But when she opened up about all the obstacles in her life, oh my God, the doors were flooded with things for her to do. And so that's, that's like how I look at it. And I'm like, okay, if you're not interested, like, this is what I feel inside. Like, there's just such a fire and passion inside of me that like, no one's going to tell me to shut up anymore. And that's really my, that's my fight against it. Because I felt like if I didn't speak up, Mm -hmm. it's like the person is still kind of kidnapping me, if that makes sense, mentally. Yes. Physically, I'm free and I'm doing amazing things. I'm thriving. I look good. I'm healthy. I like, I'm just really happy, but mentally even though I dealt with it, it was like a little bit of a, I was still like in a, in like not prison because I was in prison, but I was kidnapped mentally because like I couldn't tell the story. And it was like, I had to watch myself and be careful and whatever triggered me because I had PTSD from like sounds that I would hear or smells and I would just shut down and people were like, what's wrong with you? I'm like, oh, I have social anxiety and like, I'm really shy. And like, no, I'm not really shy. Actually, I have major PTSD because this happened to me. And that would have been a bomb ass conversation to have. Right. Right. But instead, she's just socially awkward. Oh, she likes to go to sleep early. You see what I'm saying? Vanilla stories, the the polished, you know? Yeah. People don't hear that. They want, that's what, you know, the books that sell, it's like, it's the books that talk about your your real story, the real stuff. The real stuff. Yeah. The tell all. Always, always. That's amazing. Um, and, and how did you decide, like, I want to go on TED, TEDx. Did you like, um, did you decide it for yourself or you're like, I have a story to tell or did somebody oh. recommend this to you? So um, I've been in the wellness scene for quite some time in beauty and, and just in that scene in New York for a really long time. And I've been, I've had, I have an amazing circle of friends um, in that space and they know my story, some of them. 
And one of my friends invited me to like a TEDx uh, masterclass. And I'm like, oh, she's like, just come with me. Like, I just need company. I'm like, it'd be really cool for you to talk about your, you're doing all this stuff in the beauty space, helping women. And like, it would be so cool for you. And I'm like, okay, like, cool. Let's, we'll do that. Um, she's like, it'd be great. Just be great. Like, let's do something together. So I went and I'm here. I am talking about like writing a talk about like makeup and like how we wear it as concealers. And I was like, I'm going to talk about like when I, me as a Latina, when I'm all glammed up, I get treated a certain way. But when I have my hair in a bun, no makeup and yoga pants on, I be, I'm, people ask me, do you speak English? When did you oh, come yeah. here? Right? <laughs> I have <laughs> so my hair like white blonde and I still, <laughs> I can't, I can't yeah. hide it. <laughs> so my talk, I was going to talk about that, like being a Latina and like makeup and the power, the transformation that like the impact that you have when you look a certain way versus when you don't. And mm -hmm. I'm very passionate about that because I've been told that like, oh my gosh, your English is so good. Like, when did you come here? And I'm like, um, I was born here in New York. <laughs> um, they're like, oh, like, I wouldn't have, I, I didn't know. You just look so ethnic. And so like, that is, you know, something that I, I went, that was my, yeah, that was my, um, that was going to be my talk, right? And so I worked, and I'm listening to all the women talk and there's a, there's a, a master coach there. And I don't know, I just kind of got this, fire like something happened I don't even know what you want to call it like transformation I don't know and I kind of got up there and I'm like no I actually I'm going to talk about my experience like I'm listening to all these women talk about their car crash or like how they're in AI and like they're doing amazing things and I'm like I'm, I'm, I'm listening and I'm like my fucking story would rock and would fucking make an impact and I'm sorry that I'm cursing because I just get so passionate. Oh, you're fine. You're fine. Up there and I'm like, I didn't even, I'm like, I put my paper on the, on the thing and I'm like, I didn't even write anything. This is my story. I'm, I'm 16 years old, 18, my kid, whatever. And I was like bawling. I was actually like, I couldn't even finish the words because it was the first time I said it out loud, mm -hmm. not in a therapist's office. And, and also in front of women, influential women that I was like, oh, they're going to judge me. Like, yeah. first of all, I'm like the only minority in here, but now I'm like a statistic, like, oh, it ha that happens to them all the time, right? Yeah. Like, it gets that, well, she, it was her fault probably. Like, where were her parents, right? Like, there's so many things. Like, why would they let her marry this man who's so much older than her? And like, wh where yeah. were they? So like, there's a lot of blame and there was shame in that for me. And I'm like, I don't know. I just kind of had this moment and I'm like, okay. And then the coach said to me, Hey, I would love to work with you and like get you on a stage. And you, and I, and like, I really feel like you have a message and you're going to make an impact. And I was like, no, I don't know. Like a year after I'm like, I don't know. Like, I don't think that's impactful. Who the hell's going to care? That's not on brand for me. Like I was in that, like you're do branding, right? I'm like, yeah. how does that fit in? Like what's going to happen to my beauty audience? And so as we kept on, she kept on insisting, we kept on having calls and I'm like, okay, I'm going to do it. And I did it. And it's been, Erica, the best feeling ever. I definitely feel like I freed myself, like not only physically, but mentally. And I'm standing in my light, just so happy that I did it. It just feels like a burden was lifted. That's amazing. I want that. <laughs> I'm like, where do I sign up? <laughs> um, <laughs> that's just uh, yeah that's just super inspiring um it's because like I said like it's just one of those things that it's just it's it's you it's a part of you and yeah. you know and and everything that you said just like identified with so much I mean I I constantly have to think like I told my husband you know my husband he's white and we were talking about because people talk about like white privilege and stuff all the time we were talking about it you know yeah. and um and, you know, he was like, well, try and like simplify it as much as possible for me or whatever. And we were, we were talking about it and, and I have my own viewpoints on, of it or whatever, but mm -hmm. um, like, I, I don't feel suppressed or whatever, but you know, there are things like, like he has a sleeve and I said, well, you know, you are like a blonde, blue eyed white guy who went and got a sleeve because you thought this is going to look edgy. If I got a sleeve, I would look like, a, like, like I'm going to go like 
like tag some, <laughs> some like wall or something, you know? And so it is, it's crazy. Cause like you think about these things, especially like being Latina, it doesn't matter if you're attractive, if you're, you know, uh, young, old, it doesn't matter. You have, you think about these things. It's just a different way of thinking. And, um, that was one of the things that, you know, I really tried to polish myself up and I said, I'm going to clean myself up and look, you know, just as, as presentable as possible. And, um, yeah. I always worked on my grammar and my speech and it was always so important. For me. <laughs> um, and like, um, like what I, what was on paper was important to me, like how, what I, what I uh, accomplished and things like that. And it was always like the forefront for me because I think I was always a little bit like thinking like people were judging me because I had this crazy childhood. And of course I did. I'm this Latina. My family's from Panama. I'm first generation. My mom's not even from here. Um, she didn't adjust here well at all, which has kind of caused a whole bunch of crap for me too. <laughs> and you know, and so, and being, even being here, like not even having any, I have no, um, no family aside from my immediate family that's actually in this country. Everybody else is in Panama. And so that's, it's just a bizarre thing. Yeah. And, um, and so just like adjusting in America, they just never did. I mean, it was, it was very tough for them and, um, really tough for my mom. She had me when she was, she was pregnant with me at 17 and had me at 18 and, um, she just, you know, it was just tough. There went her childhood kind of her early twenties, you know? And so, um, I think those things, and then I, I, I went to like good schools. So, you know, my friends were always these, um, you know, successful, yeah. they had successful parents who were older and mature and knew how to treat their kids and discipline them correctly. And, you know, and there was no drama at home. There was no screaming. There was no anything, right? Yeah. My mom was a drug abuser. She was, you know, she wrote bad checks. She, I mean, everything in the book, she loved being... Yeah. <laughs> doing the criminal stuff. And so, you know, uh, yeah. And being a kid dealing with that and seeing that as like, that's my mom, you know, um, it was hard for me. And so, and then I always wanted, I always thought, God, I just want a regular family. I want a regular life. And, um, and, you know, and so, I mean, it, it went all the way up into my early twenties with just all the way, even to the point where, when I was 19, my, younger sister was, uh, she actually went the opposite way. So where, where I was trying to be, um, more polished and more like presentable and trying to become this person, she actually went the other way. So she hung out with, um, kids who were like in gangs and she never actually was affiliated with the gangs themselves, but she was at the wrong place at the wrong time, got murdered. Um, I had to deal with that. Um, you know, and all this stuff that just was like, God, here we go. Another ding. If people do a background check on me, they look up a few names another ding on my, on my name where I'm a, you know, I'm associated with like these gangs or, or this stuff going on or police or whatever. And it was like, Oh God, I'm just trying to be somebody, you know? And so I tried to yeah. hide and not talk about it and whatever. And, you know, even dating guys who were just judgmental and mean about it, right? Like what, why, why would you want to talk about that? Or, uh, you know, oh, you must have yeah. mental problems or you must have problems because of what yes. you've been through. And, um, and so, you know, I totally relate to all that. And it's like so much, I mean, I, I have layers and layers and layers of stuff. I think but, we have several podcasts. We have so many. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but it's like, it's just crazy hearing what you're saying because like, it's the one thing that like I have had to really like step up and be like, I need to talk about this because now I'm, I'm because of the branding and stuff. It's so funny. I do. So because I do branding with, um, for beauty industry, um, a lot of the beauty industry people who I've now worked with my clients and stuff like that, a lot of them are coming from nothing and trying to make something of themselves. And it's just amazing how many of us we can relate with each other. You know, it's not, no, we're not going to these four year amazing colleges to start these businesses we're we're trying to actually come up from something you know um and so it's more it's it's shifting from the idea of it being embarrassing to inspiring i think uh, yeah. i definitely need to do the therapy thing too i think that's <laughs> that's good that you did that but <laughs> um you know that's just it's just amazing so um 
really quickly too, because I wanted to allow this as well. Like, so t- tell me where, cause I'm sure like my listeners are going to want to find you. So tell me where they can find you. Um, and tell me like, you know, if, if they're interested in like working with you or anything, what, what can you offer them? Where should they go check stuff out if they want to maybe book a call with you or something? Yeah, sure. Um, so thank you for that. So they can find me on Instagram. I'm most active on Instagram is at Elizabeth underscore underscore Molina. And you, they, I mean, you can find me on my website, elizabethmolinainc.com. And like you can, there's like a little, little box there where you can message, uh, you know, put an inquiry. And um, obviously my team will try to get back as soon as possible and we can figure something out. Um, for my one-on-one clients, I have been booked for, I have a waiting list of six months. Perfect. But I am going to um, open up uh, two days a week extra because I only worked. Um, I only saw my clients like two days of the week. And then the other days, you know, I have different um, funnels where I make my money and different organizations and companies that I, that I run. And so I think I'm going to open up because I really want to be of service to women. Um, I really am so passionate, as you can hear me and Erica speaking here. I'm so passionate about helping women and I want them to see like it can look like me or you and this is what I came from and this is how I did it. And if I did it and I probably have less and have less than you did, I have no doubt that you're going to succeed and pass me and I hope that you do. And so that is my passion, really. Like, that's where it lies. Perfect. Uh, well, I so appreciate you chatting with me today. Um, I know that we're at the hour, so I'll, I'll wrap this <laughs> up. But I, it's like, I, I'm like, oh, well, we should do like 10 of these now. We have so much to talk about. <laughs> so I'll have to get you on again <laughs> soon. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, seriously, so appreciative. Um, Thanks so much for tuning into my podcast today with Elizabeth Molina, TEDx speaker and beauty guru and just an amazing entrepreneur in the beauty industry. So also too, if you are into beauty entrepreneurs, please tune in next week for a Lash Tech who not only is super bomb online, has amazing marketing, but also creates her own lash colors and even glow in the dark colors. Not to mention, she's gonna tell you how you can also get them from her. If that's something, if you're a lash tech and you're like, I want this, then definitely tune in next week. So with that, um, if you have a chance, please make sure to subscribe to us as well as leave us a review. We wanna hear that you love us. And I will see you on the next podcast.